Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Weissman and Oz, Christmas in March. I love free agency. On the I-95 Sports Network, I got Steve with me and Joe to my left. Joe, welcome back. I cannot believe you just opened up the show with Jingle Bell Rock, but you are correct, Errol. It is Christmas in March as the NFL free agency period opens. It's not even because, well, Brandon Marshall. And again, if you want to listen, one six zero five five six two eight zero zero one. Let's find join the conversation. Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm okay. I see uh, you all. I see you all the time. Joe is here today. I know. I'm happy, Joe. It's been a while since it's been the three of us. It's been it's been since before the Super Bowl. That is. I true. mean, last week we had Joe and Cord here for that NHL trade deadline. But, you know, I'm happy to finally get some Joe opinions on football. So, <laughs> so uh, it's finally good to be back. And not Christmas in July, or Christmas in March, excuse me, because the Giants sound Brandon Marshall because free agency. Oh, my God, I love it. Uh, something funny to start off the show. I guess when people started ta- tagging Brandon Marshall of the Giants, some people tag Brandon Marshall of the Broncos, too. And I, oh, my God, I love it. Let's get into that first, boys. Uh, Steven, I'm going to start with you because you're, you're Steven and this is your last show for two weeks. So Steven will be having surgery tomorrow. Good luck to him. As all the listeners, uh, of course, think so, too. We love you, buddy. What, you happy about this? What, what's going on? I was excited when I, you broke the news to me, Errol. I mean, oh, my God. I, to, uh, I was like, no way. I honestly thought Marshall was going to be too expensive. I thought – I knew he liked his time in New York. I know his family loves New York. He has his show in New York. But I honestly could have seen a team like even the Patriots going after Brandon Marshall. But obviously not the case. Uh, Marshall signed here back, back in New York for two years, $12 million. And I honestly can't complain about it. But very good for the Giants. Uh, well, this this is a really nice start to free agency for you Giants fans out there and the New York Giants in general. Um, this is a move that really doesn't come as a surprise to me. I immediately thought of the New York Giants the second I heard the Jets were moving on from Brandon Marshall. Um, I think it's a perfect fit. He doesn't have to relocate himself, his family, his off-the-field businesses. Um this is an all-around really, really solid move for both parties. Stephen, what have I been screaming for since the beginning of the offseason? A big wide receiver, six foot three now. Brandon Marshall coming to town. I get it; he's had his issues, but and people are concerned about him and ODB in the locker room. All about that from a scenes of mature after that game, or so it seems. I, I they have such good chemistry in the locker room. I don't think Brandon Marshall is going to ruin it. I think he'll be, it'll just rub off on him. And this is huge. This is this is the first big wide receiver they've had since Platt. Marshall, I think this also can help Odell Beckham even mature a little bit. You know, not that – I mean, he obviously matured last season, especially in the second half after that whole incident with the – He still has a lot of maturing to do. And I think Brandon Marshall can help him with that. He's been a veteran this league for how many years now? It's been about eight or nine, maybe. That's my point. Four, ten. Marshall's never been in the playoffs. Marshall's never had a – Quarterback like Eli Manning to throw to, you know, catch balls from. So we'll see what happens. I, I, he's going to be a big red zone threat. Definitely a good compliment to the Giants offense. You, you know, you, you talked about the maturity level, and you, you've seen a guy like Brandon Marshall who's matured over the course of his career. There's a guy now, this is going to be his 15th. Okay. This is a guy who had a lot of off the field questions early in his career, but he was nothing but a class guy in and out of that locker room with the Jets, and I think that's going to carry over to his, his time with the Giants here. Yeah, and everyone wants to talk about how he had a down year last year. Joe, you watched it. Stephen, you and I watched it. It was all fit. And after they were out of it, I mean, what, a guy like Brandon Marshall, you know, what is what motivation did he have? You knew he was going to be gone probably most likely, and they were out of the playoff race. Now he's rejuvenated, I assume so, and I think he's going to come in here with a vengeance. Well, two seasons ago, if you remember, when him and Decker – we're playing together. Both both of them had double digits and touchdowns. And now he's gonna have a you know 
co-receiver in Odell Beckham, I can see this offense scoring, you know, no less than 30 points a game, 25 points. Oh, God, I hope. You, you know, Errol. Especially uh, with Shepard, too. Steven, you're right about that. I think that the Giants can't be done here, though, with the Brandon Marshall signing. They still have a lot of questions on that offensive oh, line that need answers, okay? Jerry's, he's, I, I hate to say it, but he's failed time and time again in the draft to try to build that line. If you could add another piece or two on that line, I think you're looking at the Giants as a Super Bowl contender with this move. I think one guy to look at definitely is probably Russell Okun. The guy's not going to demand a lot of money. I want Whitworth so badly, a veteran, he's gonna left sign tackle. Cincinnati. He probably is going to sign, re-sign at Cincinnati for big money. Uh, you guys are right. you got to restructure this line a little bit. And Brian Leary's out there, but this is a good start. And one problem, you have to fix the offense in a lot of different ways. And speaking of money, I think you saw Marshall take a little bit of a discount to stay here in New York. Six million, six million a year. He probably Pierre Garcon just got sixteen million for next year. So I guess he probably could have gotten. Really? Yeah, probably could have gotten beef Washington eight or nine. No, he signed in San Francisco. So, uh, so very interesting stuff. We actually have. Breaking news. Breaking news now. Chandler Jones, who they franchise tag, Arizona, has finalized a five-year extension. So no one will be trading for him. No one will be giving up two first-round picks. I tried to find a better uh, breaking news outlet, but uh, I thought that was okay. So uh, now that that's done, uh, guys, news broke last night. Uh, incarcerated Bob, who's usually, usually right. He's not exactly humble about breaking news when he does break it as he was retweeting all the things that um that that news makes me sick uh he was retweeting all the times where he broke news before reporters did so tony romo landed in denver expected to get a deal done what, what do you guys think of this move joe i'll start with you well this is the big one here and uh what you got to realize is tony romo is still under contract with the dallas cowboys he's not going to be a cowboy i mean the guy has the highest salary cap hit of any quarterback in the league for next year very interesting, though, uh, multiple outlets have reported with Tony Romo landing in Denver. This could be a case where he's got permission from Dallas to go and see a potential uh, landing spot for him to see if it fits for him, his family. Um, I think this is a, a team that's been mentioned all along as possible landing spots for Romo. I, you know, really, the two that strike me are Houston, which – has a lot of money tied up in a quarterback, as you guys know. Yes, we do. And Denver. He wants to go to a team that's ready to win now. He thinks he has two to three years of solid football left. This this screams to me the landing spot for Tony Romo. Yeah, I agree completely, Joe. Uh, obviously, you said Houston as well, but like you said, rock and roll. But and I have to throw that one in there. Denver seems a good spot. The only thing is that offensive line – it's a big question, uh, especially last season. Uh, had a really, really bad uh, season regarding with the <laughs> offensive line. What offensive line? There's no one left. But they ha- he has valuable receivers, and uh, one of the best blocking receivers in Demarius Thomas, uh, as well as you know the tight end in Green. And you know, I-, I think this could be a great place for you know Roma to win a, a championship. Well, this is the problem that I have with this. Um, for Tony Romo, I, I think it would have made more sense. I don't know if Houston was interested, but if they were, I think it would make more sense for him to go to Houston uh, for the reason that 13 out of the 16 games are either in one weather or a dome. The offensive line is a lot more functional than the Denver offensive line. Um, uh, a offensive-minded head coach in Bill O'Brien – but that's not, you know, that's not the story right now. The story is him going to Denver to meet with the Broncos. So I assume that, you know, if Elway gets him in the room, I assume he's not going to let him walk out without a no. deal. So, but this puts him right to me. This puts him right at the top with the Patriots and the Raiders and, you know, whoever else you want to consider an AFC contender, the Steelers, too, if they make this deal. Well, guys, you saw it years back with Peyton Manning going to Denver. You're looking to get that veteran quarterback who could put you over the top. And that's a team that's ready to go over the top, as we've seen before. A guy like Tony Romo does that. Well, he – can we all agree? I mean, hopefully I'm not in the minority. The last we saw of Tony Romo healthy is, the la- is better than the last we saw of Peyton Manning than when they won the Super Bowl. Yes. 
So if you put that team, and it's, it's basically the same team, you just got to improve the offensive line a lot. You have to Demarius Thomas. You got Virgil Green, who had a nice year last year. Emmanuel Sanders and that defense, to me, it's the pass. Arguably uh, a I, better running game, too. I, and C.J. Anderson is going to be back healthy with Devontae Booker. Like you said, you need a better uh, better offensive line. To me, it's the pass, it's the Steelers, and it's the Broncos. And I, I would throw the Raiders in that mix, too, just because I, I have a love affair with, with Derek Carr. But this puts them right at the top. Another team. Right towards there. That I can see, like you mentioned, the Oakland Raiders. If it wasn't for the Derek Carr injury, that team easily could have been in the championship game, without a doubt. And I can see them making some off off season moves to even bolster their, you know, defense and their offense. Another thing that you just to piggyback what all you just said about how Romo probably should have Denver shouldn't have been his first choice. The Raiders, the Chiefs and well, and the Chargers is a lot more difficult than the Colts the Jaguars and the Titans. Say. He wants to be a starting quarterback, and obviously in Oakland, he's not going to be the starting I'm quarterback. Saying, I'm saying the teams that he's going to go up against. Oh, no. Teams oh, in the division. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You're right there, Steve? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I, God, I hope you know, so. No. Not in the right mindset today, but I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, boys, I, I want to switch over to the Jets right now, because Joe is here. I, I want to talk about the Jets, and Joe's upset. Let's make him feel better. I'm going to make him feel better now. Jets are doing... Can I be honest with you? There's probably no making me feel better as a Jets fan <laughs> for probably a good two years here. The so. Jets are making the right move. They're... Now, something's interesting to me. They're going to have a lot of cap space now. I think they have around $40 million in cap the space. Jets, the Jets are winning the offseason so far, and that's not bringing anyone in. If they go out, to me, if they go out and don't spend, like, say the Giants spent last year, go out and bring in big free agents, to me, I don't know about you guys, that's an indication that I think Bowles and McCagnan have the vote of confidence from Woody Johnson to the point where go and rebuild the way you guys need to rebuild and you will be back next year. That's just Well, me. Woody Johnson came out three months ago and said, said this. It's time to rebuild. They had the vote of confidence, okay? There's no pressure to make the playoffs next year. That's what they said. They prepped the fan base to know that this is a rebuild. To say, we're not going out there competing next year. They're going to be smart in free agency if they bring in one or two guys. I don't see them making a lot of moves. Can you see them bringing in, bringing in a guy like Tyrod Taylor? I, I think he would be their number one target if he's available. Listen, there's going to be there, there's going to be a big market for Tyrod if Buffalo doesn't re-sign him. Okay? You, you look at a team like the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Okay. who have $105 million in cap space, they're going to spend a lot of money this offseason. I mean, $30 million. Okay, so there's going to be a lot of competition. The Jets might have to go out and settle on a guy like Brian Hoyer, who they're going to be in competition with San Francisco for. You, you have to realize, this is not about winning next year. It's probably not winning about the year after yeah, that. Uh, yeah. This but, is about winning three to five years from now and winning consistently. Then why don't you take a chance and see what you got in Petty and Hackenberg? I know they're saying Hackenberg not even close to uh, being the starter for the you know, quarterback of the New York Jets. But why? I use a – Well, well Paul just said he's going to get a chance to compete in camp. And you have to go in there with an open mind and an open competition in camp when you're a team in this situation. I'll give the Jets credit for this because they actually went through with something that they said they were going to do. They were going to basically quote unquote redshirt Christian Hackenberg. So I do give them credit for going through with that plan. But now is the time. I mean, it, forget it. I Listen, I Petty looked okay last year in the situation that he was throwing in. This guy was drafted in the second round, had a great freshman year at Penn State, and after Bill O'Brien left, we saw how much he fell off. Now is the time. You guys see what these kids got because if they go in to next year, and I, I believe that they should drop Watson. I just don't think it's going to happen. If they go into next year and Hackenberg has a down year, and you see nothing from him. Okay. They're going to be in the position to draft it, either a Darnold or a Rosen. Okay. So they have to figure out what they have with him. Now, I, I think it's a little bit that, you know, his confidence is a little bit uh, shot because they didn't play him at all. Even when quarterbacks are going down like flies to them. But it, to me, you got to see what you got. And to me, maybe put some pieces around him. You have a lot of cap space. Try to build an offensive line around him. See what he can do with some weapons. One thing that we, we killed the Jets for a few years ago with Geno Smith, you know, Smith is throwing to Chaz Schillings and 
God knows who else. So don't don't put Hackenberry in that position if you're going to start and try to put something around him. Are you saying Chaz Shillings wasn't an elite wide receiver? Chaz Shillings was about as elite as Steven is elite. I'm not going to complete that sentence, but... There's a lot of places you could go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, Dallas? As a back, I mean, it's going to put no pressure on Dak. I thought they were going up. They, they could go up with someone like Josh McCown. I think I think he's in that. I think him Hoyer. Yeah, I, I believe I believe McCown is actually visiting Dallas um, as we speak. But I, I don't see Fitzpatrick necessarily going somewhere just to go somewhere. You got to realize this is a guy who's made a lot of money in his career. Smart uh, guy. He's, he doesn't necessarily need to go and get a contract somewhere. No. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's. Waiting for some broadcast deals too. He, I think broadcasting in the future as well. So that's something he can look at as well. A guy like Fitzpatrick seems like I don't even think he's a bridge guy at this point. Like a guy like you know in San Francisco or, or back in Buffalo, I don't think that would happen. I think he's a. I think that's what Blaine Gabbert is in San Francisco. San Francisco right now. Uh, I don't know about that, but well, Tom Coughlin's come out and said he need uh, Yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars again here. Uh, my mistake, but my my, my this frenzy is really this frenzy has really got me in a uh, in a frenzy because <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here trying to you know read the updates, see if we have any news coming in, but right now it seems quiet on the front. You know what's interesting to me, um, the fact that Geno Smith is a free agent, right? Do you think maybe the Jets can bring, you know, they, they're going to bring in a veteran maybe to compete. That would really tell you something about the young guys that they can't beat out a guy like Geno Smith. Maybe bring back Geno. He's young. And listen, he's 26 years old with a big arm. You never know. He got, he looked, all the beat, it was a few series. He looked pretty good last year in the little time that he played before his ACL injury. Maybe you bring him back on a one-year deal, see what he's got. I don't, it's, a, it's a thought. Yo, it wouldn't shock me at all. Seems like a Jetsy thing to do. Yeah. However, I think that the Jets realize that this guy is not their quarterback of the future. And right now, the time with the New York Jets is about the future. To me, it's Don- to me, it's Darnold all the way. I don't know if you guys saw this kid play last year. But I saw him in that Rose Bowl last year against Penn State. And the kid is fantastic. His coaching staff saying they're uh, comparing him to Andrew Luck. I wouldn't go that far, but... Uh, the guy really is great, and if you're not going to draft Watson, if you're not going to draft Trubisky, which a lot of people, uh, a lot of people like him more than I do. I just I don't have a lot of faith in a guy who played 13 games in his college career or started 13 games rather. But to me, the Jets, uh, the Jets need some sort of spark, and if Stephen wants to bring a point, Stephen, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, since we're still on the Jets, I know uh, <laughs> it was just announced yesterday that Jalen Marshall is going to be out the first four games of the season due to suspension. Of PEDs. Why are you going to throw that in for? <laughs> it looks like you just want to sit here and take a shot at the Jets. No, I mean, I'm at, not, least the guy, just, at least the guy didn't go out and beat his wife. So so he, you know, he used some PEDs. Okay. All He's right. going to face the suspension. You know, he was, a, he was a receiver for the Jets last season, and you know what? He has some chemistry. That has nothing to do with free agency. That seems like just this homer of a host here on the Weissman <laughs> and Oz show trying to take a shot at the Jets. I'm just so Well, not, now you got me heated over here. So I hope I you're happy. I hope you're happy now because you have me heated now. I so any shot I could take at you today, Stephen, <laughs> it's being taken. I I to me that's actually kind of disappointing, especially for a team just cut Brandon Marshall, could cut Decker. I mean, he's going to save about seven million dollars on the cap, which I, I think you need a veteran presence in there, but. <laughs> Um, that's disappointing because a guy who's going to, you know, have a chance to compete with a Nunwa and, and peak for a spot, although I think a Nunwa, you guys got something special with a Nunwa, I, a guy who could perform on the field and, and be mature out of, on, in the locker room, to me, is a guy you hold on to and, and it's going to be special. But um, before, I got a little bit of time before break, but this segment could take a while. Guys, free agency predictions. You guys would want to do this now. I want to do it after the break. It's up to you guys. Oh, well, that's up to you guys. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's go for it, then. Giddy. All right. Who's our number one guy? Um, we'll start with Alshon Jeffrey. I'll let Joe go first because Steven's a disrespectful pizza. <laughs> Joe, go ahead. Alshon Jeffrey, where do you think he's going? Alshon's a guy that I 
I have no idea where this guy's going. <laughs> um, I, I was very surprised that Chicago's not bringing him back. Um, he's a guy that wouldn't shock me to see take less money to go with the Patriots. But you're going to hear the Patriots pop up again later in, in this segment with me. But they're a team that they're sneaky. you got to look out for these things. But, again, he's a guy who really throws me off. I can see Alshon Jeffrey going to a team like Tennessee. Give me one team, Steve. What? Give me one team. Come on. The Titans. Okay. I can see Alshon Jeffrey on the Titans. He could be the number one receiver there uh, and move uh, Rashad Matthews to the second spot. I could easily see Jeffrey going there. If they trade for Cooks, I think that goes out the window. Oh, yeah. Which I, I really believe that's going to – what I'm hearing is that that's probably going to happen, which is why I'm actually going to go with Indiana the East. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. The team desperately needs a wide receiver. Jordan Matthews is not a number one wide receiver. Uh, they need – I was trying Jeffrey's more of a 1A, but he's better than Matthews in my opinion. And they need something for their young quarterback. So I think they go out and they they sign Alshon Jeffrey. And I think they're going to overpay for him, but it needs this day and age in the NFL – in a day and age where Mike Lennon's supposed to get fifteen million dollars, you got to overpay. Can can we talk about that one? Let's go next on that. Mike Glennon is. We live in a world here in the NFL where Mike Glennon is going to get fifteen million dollars to play quarterback. And who do you think is going to sign? Him for that? And it's going to be the Chicago Bears. There's mutual interest on both sides. Uh, this has this has a perfect marriage written all over it. But what is the ceiling for Mike Glennon? To me, he has no more of a ceiling than Jay Cutler. Frank Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I was just going to say another, you know. He might go to the Bears, and Steven might pick them to win the Super Bowl because of it. (laughs) Okay. He might. Okay. You have the past history. Why did he go with the Texans again? Tony Romo was their quarterback. The Texans are about to lose their top free agent corner. We have one good year where I really don't. And he's going to get paid because of that. I don't agree with that, but yeah, it's the NFL. Steven? Oh, yeah, actually, forget you. I'm going next. I'm going to go to Chicago. Mutual interest you heard last, uh, yesterday morning. I'm not sure. I don't think he has any ties with John Fox, but John Fox, you know, he's a smart guy. He's in this league for a long time. If he sees something in Mike Lennon, uh, I'm inclined to go with it. So I'm just going to go to Chicago. Oh, oh, my God. What a surprise. All right. <laughs> next guy. Just uh, Sean Jackson, guys. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to go first. I, I, from all the reports I've seen, uh, it looks like he's going to end up with the Bucks. You know, back in February, there were some rumors. Maybe he'd go back to Philadelphia, but from all I'm hearing, it looks like he's going to be paired up with Mike Evans and, and uh, James Winston. So, Sean Jackson to the Bucks in Florida, finally out of the NFC East after 10 years. Yeah, to me, this is a, a two-team race here, and you mentioned both teams, Al. The Bucks are, are one that uh, – would definitely be interesting and intriguing. A really good young up and coming team down there um, could compete to come out of that division. Or it wouldn't shock me to see him land back home in Philadelphia. I know you guys don't want that, but yeah, I was just gonna say he. I think he's gonna go back to Philadelphia and get uh, a nice, you know, four to five year deal uh, home in Philly. I mean, he's obviously a fan favorite there. You know, he, uh, I'm. Sure, he liked his time there, and he had some incredible moments. The only reason he had to leave there is because Chip Kelly was a fat racist. Uh, he's not wrong about that. Everything you heard about uh, Chip Kelly at that time, and all of a sudden, the colors started going. And what a loser that guy! People is. with uh, people that didn't have a, a, you know the same amount of talent that weren't of color. Can you see him reuniting? Uh, came in. It was disgusting. But can you see him reuniting in Kansas City with Andy Reid? Um, I don't know. That's a good point, Steve, actually. Um, I don't know if they have the cap space, but i, I got to check out the cap for them. I haven't heard anything. All I've heard is, is Tampa Bay or Philly. But team that can be a mystery team. That's a good point. I mean, that would be a fun thing to see um, Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin back together side by side. But, uh, all right, where do we want to go next? Uh, 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 how about Tyrod Taylor? Possibility for the Jets, possibility for a lot of other teams. I doubt Buffalo's going to want to keep that $30 million on them. So. Yeah, Buffalo is – Buffalo, I don't think they have any clue of what they're doing up there or what their direction is. I think they are in – they seem to have two or three heads running the ship up there, and you know that's never a good thing, and they're not on the same page. 
Uh, I could see him going to a team like the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. I can't say Browns today. We're all in flux today. I don't know what's going on. Um, Like I touched on earlier, the Cleveland Browns are a team that's going to spend a lot of money this offseason, and I could see them going out and throwing a boatload of cash at Tyrod Taylor, who's a really good quarterback, who is probably going to go there to end his career. I can see that, but I can also see the Jets doing something and finally making the fans happy. I I would assume – you know, making the fans a little happy and getting a guy like Tyrod Taylor, who can actually throw the ball pretty well. Um, oh, really has, well. Has the speed as well. Uh, I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor. I like the idea of him going to the Jets. Uh, why not? I think he has a huge arm for um I saw reports a few days ago. Cleveland was actually trying to trade for him. Uh, offered up a third-round pick. Wasn't enough for Buffalo. I think Cleveland chose it before. They got over $100 million in cap space. I think they have to do something, and if they believe in Tyron Taylor and they think they could build a team around him instead of tank, I mean, how many years can you go with the number one overall pick? So I don't think that's really in the plans. Is, is high praise as Darnold and Rosen are, but uh, I'm gonna think um, if they caught him, which they should, thirty million dollars is not worth Tyron Taylor as good as I think he is. Uh, I think Cleveland's gonna go out and they're gonna sign him. So uh, speaking of the Browns, let's how about Terrell Pryor? Terrell Pryor drawing interest from a lot of teams. One of them was the Giants. Really wanted them to stay away from a guy like that. Not really well liked around the league. Supposed to get nine million dollars a year. I think. I honestly think Pryor stays in Cleveland, a team that really thought high on him, uh, a team that really, you know, thought think that his talent can be a, a star talent and the face of that Cleveland Browns team. And like you said, he's not really well liked around the, team, the other teams in the NFL. I honestly could have seen uh, if the Giants didn't sign Brandon Marshall, going after a guy like Pryor uh, to be that replacement for Victor Cruz. But I I could see him staying in Cleveland. I, I think so. Yeah, I think, again, with the cap space, over $100 million, you got to spend it somewhere. I think um, he's going to get a good amount of money, about $9 million a year. Six four, six foot four guy. Um, He's got a lot of talent. I mean, first year he transitioned from a quarterback to wide receiver on a lousy Browns team. He got over a thousand yards. He's really uh, exponentially great for me. So I think they go back again, sign Tyrod Taylor, give him a weapon in Pryor. I think they have something cooking there with Pryor, Taylor, and Coleman. Yeah, I, I I'm in agreement with you guys here. I think I could really see Terrell Pryor going back to Cleveland again. A lot of money to spend. He's been there. It wouldn't shock me, however, and there's one team that's been reported as very interested in this guy. How would Terrell Pryor look on the opposite side of Antonio Brown Oof. in Pittsburgh? Division rival, go there. Think they're done with Martavius Bryant after that year suspension? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've had they've had a history. Mike Tomlin's not not, not a uh, he's a non nonsense guy. It wouldn't shock me to see him go there. Do you think? Pittsburgh has the money to sign him, as well as Le'Veon Bell. And, I mean, they just signed Antonio Brown to a long extension. You could well, always you, find the money somewhere. You could find the money. That's that's not going to be a problem. If you go out and cut a guy or two, it's not. I, I don't know. To me, that would be actually, I mean, a guy who's had wishes in the locker room. Um, a team like the Steelers, though, you know, the whole Joey Porter situation, then he was coaching the next game, and, you know, he was on the sidelines the next game. I mean, it's just... Le'Veon Bell is getting suspended for, and then Le'Veon uh, Blunt. He seems not very buttoned up. I don't think you need another guy like that, but that's that's just me. But, um, let's go on to the star, in my opinion, star name of free agency, Adrian Peterson. Uh, Joe, what you start? I'm, I'm interested. I, I have a feeling Joe is going to do something very Joe. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you're right. Adrian Peterson has done everything there is to do in a career, oh except what, guys? Get that ring. Win a Super Bowl. I'm going to say Adrian Peterson will go out and take a team-friendly deal to go to the New England Patriots. Okay, you've seen veterans like Chris Long, Darrell Rivas do this before. Not this caliber. Okay. Adrian Peterson, if he's healthy, he still has some good football in him. Okay, you pair him up with a guy like LeGregor Blunt, a Deion Lewis, and have that attack where he's not running the ball every single down. That could be dynamic. 
I think what they have at the running back situation with them, I think they like. And, you know, I, I would say Bill Belichick wants maybe no part of that, but this is also the same guy who claimed Michael Floyd after uh, getting a DUI to the point where he has to serve, I believe it was 90 days in jail. So uh, I can see this happening. There's been mutual interest there. I just think they're set at running back. I think he's going to go back to Minnesota. Now, when Adrian Peterson finally comes back down to earth from the six, seven million dollar dream that he's pipe dream that he's having, uh, I think he's going to end up back in Minnesota. I think he wants to finish his career there. I think if they get a quarterback, which oh my God, I think they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. But I, I think he ends up, uh, I ends up back in Minnesota. I see both of your points. I think. Uh, you're going to discredit this show. Stop. No, the I'm not. No. no. I think the Patriots are all set at running back. I think their running game was great last season. And I understand he does want to rank. But I think Baltimore can be a team that can really go for AP. Uh, their running backs right now are Terrence West and Kenneth Dixon. Does that really, you know, spark anything? They like Dixon, but didn't do well. In, uh, I think he would fit really well there. You know, a team that's really, you know, set on with – Joe Flacco is a quarterback. I think he'd, he'd do great in that offense. I thought you were going to go out and say the Giants. No. It kind of scared me a no. little bit. To, uh, I, I think it could have been a possibility because he wanted, obviously, expressed his interest in coming to New York. But um, Tavis Murray, Stephen, you've been fixated on this guy a lot. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go first? Yeah, a guy that I honestly think a Giants are a possibility that can, you know, have some time with persons, but. I think he'd be a good fit down in Tampa Bay. I think the team is done with uh, Doug, Martin. Doug Martin, and I know I know they had Sims play last last season also, but I I believe he got caught. More of a pass catcher too. I'm not sure about if he got I think, caught or not. I think Murray would do great down in Tampa. He had an okay, decent season in Oakland, but I, I think Tampa Bay would go after. I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, but I'm going to agree with you. Um, this is a team, I don't know why, you know, they're just, I guess they're kind of done with Doug Martin, all the health issues he's had, and um, I, I think Murray's a good fit. I'll say this, if Joe's prediction goes through and AP signs with the Patriots, I think he's a perfect fit with Minnesota, so that's just my, you know, but uh, Joe, Joe usually has a sense of being right, so that's why I want to hear this, Joe. Um, yeah, you know, Errol, you just said, I, I like Minnesota for a guy like Murray. He, they're going to need a running back. Okay, I, I know Cordell Patterson's out there marketing himself as a running back. That's not the answer. They could look to the draft for one. I don't see Adrian Peterson going back there. Wouldn't shock me to see him there. You guys raised great points about Tampa. He's another interesting name out there. Uh, One more name on the list that we've had. Jamal Charles. Yes, I was waiting for this one, too. I would save the best for last. Joe? You want me to start? Go ahead. I think this one's easy, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. You guys might call me a little crazy here. I'm going to throw out that team that I mentioned before, the New England Patriots. If, you know, a guy like AP doesn't go there, whatever, another guy who's accomplished everything in a career except win a Super Bowl. And stay healthy. Wouldn't shock me. Okay, but again, doesn't have to have a lot of touches here. Here's another team I'm going to throw out there that's really not on anyone's radar, I don't think. A team that, well, D'Angelo Williams re-signing him is on the back burner. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, you put him behind Le'Veon Bell. Again, doesn't have to get 35 carries a game. Steven, you could sneeze during my segment here. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> For those listening, for those listening at home, Stephen is like having the reaches here trying to sneeze. He just can't do it. <laughs> Shocker, Stephen can't finish. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it wouldn't shock me to see a guy like Jamal Charles go to a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it is round, round uh, what do you say, round peg, round hole in Philadelphia for him. Got the connections to Doug Peterson. They need a new running back. Uh, they need another weapon for Wentz, especially if they hold on to uh, Ryan Matthews. Two guys are injury prone. Two guys are also aren't going to need, uh, you know, they're going to split the carries. Aren't going to need a bulk of the carries now. So I think Jamal Charles and Philadelphia will be a perfect fit with the connection to Doug Peterson. I I agree with you both. I was going to say Philly too, but I want to be different. I want to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I, I mean, 
Yeah. Obviously, the really not that great with the running game. Who was it? Frank Gore Frank, last season. Frank Gore. Who's so he's getting up there in age, but he was he, he was pretty good last like season. Like you he said, Father Time is undefeated. But I I honestly think Jamal Charles. Uh, you know, I think he could be a valuable asset to them. They're obviously not doing much with Andrew Luck, who's probably one of the top quarterbacks in the game, who just doesn't have the assets to well, don't win. Forget, don't forget that Andrew Luck contract there is crippling that team in every which way, but that's another story. I understand for another that, day. but he also doesn't have the weapons. Because they can't go out and get him the weapons, Stephen. They, so can't, go out and get, they can't go out and get him protection because they gave him a Stupid deal. Maybe they should restructure. Restructure? He just signed it. I don't know if he's going to restructure the highest-paid quarterback in the league. But, yeah, but uh, I'm sure he wants to win as well. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Adam Schefter has tweeted, Titans have released Al Woods. All right, not really breaking news, but... If Thank Schefter you. tweets it... Thank you know. for that ravishing information here. I don't know I why. I really, I, really appreciate that. I, I don't know why. In the I, middle of me about to attack <laughs> Steven, you, you report that. Thank I, you, Errol. I don't know why it's relevant. You just saved your co-host. <laughs> I'm going to save him again because we're, we're going to cut the commercial break. Um, uh, we'll listen, be back. Don't listen, you worry. Listen to the I-95, uh, I-95 Network, Weissman and Oz. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're listening to the S&D Podcast channel. Uh, you can find their stuff and our stuff on their uh, Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Also, go remember to sign up for their uh, their tournament bracket, as that's coming up soon. And also sign up for the Fantasy Baseball League, which Stephen is glaring me right now because I have been signed up for. A I have never seen a guy get so excited over a free league. I waited for you to sign up. Yeah, too, it's free. I don't know if we're gonna do that. Ten chips. Ten chips. Potato chips. We're gonna have to throw something. Ten potato chips. The winner gets a trophy. Go to commercial. The wife went on a stroke. We'll be right back after this commercial. Introducing the SND Podcast Channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for our podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Why put it on? Oh, I like that. I like free agency frenzy, too. Back here, Weston and I on the I-95 Sports Network. Joe covering his eyes in embarrassment that he's sitting next to two beautiful, one beautiful and one goofy-looking kid. Uh, I'm Joe Goofy. <laughs> I am so glad we're not on Facebook Live right now because <laughs> I just can't. I, I can't take it. Boys, next segment I'm going to get into. I've been screaming about this on Twitter. It just spells to the dis- dysfunction of the Washington Redskins. To me... They're more dysfunctional than the Jets, in my opinion. Uh, seriously. Uh, they're, let's, see. let's go down the list right now. Their GM showed up at the uh, at the Combine drunk. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. I should probably say that. They don't They don't want to pay their franchise quarterback. A team who, Joe, you've watched this longer than I do. Fill in if I haven't, uh, if I haven't, didn't mention anyone. Todd Collins, Rex Grossman, washed up Donovan McNabb, uh, Colt McCoy. Haven't found a quarterback in the last 10 years. They finally have one, and they want to trade him away. So... I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Do you? I I think he's a franchise quarterback, Joe Steven. What? I don't. I don't know where you guys stand on this. No, he's better than anything on the Jets roster right now. I can tell you that. Um. Yeah. I. I to me, is he a guy you could have as your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback? Yes. Is he a guy who should be paid with the elites of the league? No. Washington is another team in disarray. They seem to have. Three heads running the ship, a team president, an alcoholic GM, an owner who's out there. It's a mess there. Well, like I said on the last show, Errol, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that on a great team, that guy could win you a a Super Bowl. I mean, you also said the same about Brock Osweiler. So let's let, we've let's seen we've cool seen more here. We've seen more from Cousins than we've seen from Brock and Roll. Who's had his Who's had one season in the NFL? Um, one full season. Five, almost five thousand 
almost 5,000 cards. A little bit of violence throwing up in here. There's no violence. I'm just looking for a phone charger. <laughs> Steven right away thinks I'm going to attack him. <laughs> Guy is through for almost 5,000 yards. Just stick, uh, ooh, statistically speaking, um, second, second best quarterback from the stats last year. Almost 5,000 yards. Okay, let me just say this. One of the worst defenses in the league, right? One of the worst running games in the league. Hey, is Kirk Cousins really the problem? I mean, uh, Stephen, I don't have to ask you this. Joe, if you put him on the Texans instead of Brock Osweiler, make the Texans better or worse? M- much better. If you put him on the Kansas City Chiefs instead of Alex Smith, does he make the team better or worse? I would have to say better. So, basically, if you put a good team around uh, Kirk Cousins, he could possibly win you a Super Bowl because those are two teams that were in the postseason last year. So, to me, to say that he's not a franchise quarterback, he's not worth that money is a little ridiculous because quarterbacks, you can ask the Niners, Jets, and Browns, even and the Bills, too, they don't grow on trees. So, you want to trade in the San Francisco and go with Colt McCoy? Go right ahead because you'll be rotten in the cellar of the NFC East and along with all the other bad decisions, <laughs> Albert Hainsworth, that you have made in the history of this franchise. Well, the 49ers are a whole nother mess. I know you mentioned them, but they're whole- not as big Not as big as Washington right now. I think San Francisco is a team that's accepted the fact that they have to rebuild. Sean Lynch is a smart man who's going to go in there and I think do a very good job in San Francisco. Um, the Redskins are a mess. Somehow you managed to get an Albert Hainsworth reference into your show today. So kudos for that. Really great job. Um, to me, it makes too much sense, though. I mean, these talks are serious. These aren't just rumors. These are serious talks right now that's going on between these two teams. It would take the number two overall pick. I, to me, a 28-year-old franchise quarterback for a number two overall pick in a good draft, I would still do that. They just signed Pierre Garcon, $16 million for this year. Seems front-loaded. Uh, I haven't seen the rest of the contract yet. But he obviously has chemistry with Kirk Cousins. They played together last year. Kyle Shanahan wants Kirk Cousins, and the 49ers are willing to trade for him. To me, it just it makes too much sense, in my opinion. But um, one guy we didn't mention, speaking of quarterbacks, or two guys, one of them's irrelevant to me, but guy is Jay Cutler. We think he's – we forgot about him. Is he going to end up anywhere Does or what? Does he have a spot? Um, that guy is – please keep him far away from my team. I've heard <laughs> rumblings with Arizona possibly as a landing spot for him. I, I can't see that happening, but – I mean, Carson Palmer's getting up to an age. Showed it last year, too. Oh, especially with his injuries. Didn't play particularly well. i got I got to stop for him. Um, I think if Watson goes down to 10, I think the Bills take him. And I think maybe Cutler can be the bridge. Um, to me, he's nothing more than that. Watson's not falling to 10. If Watson could fall. I, for some reason, maybe after the combine, he, uh, he might the not. If just take him at 6, they're going to take him. I, I don't know, dude. I, I would like them to t- I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. He's a winner. He's a little erratic sometimes, but, you know, a quarterback needs to come into this league and he needs work. I mean, you know, Eli Manning needed work. Um, Russell Wilson needed work. Luck needed work. It's just how it goes in this league. Uh, I think Cutler could end up in a spot, a bridge type of spot. Maybe even San Francisco if they draft, if they end up uh, holding on to their pick and drafting a quarterback. But guys, what about the uh, <laughs> the beloved Colin Kaepernick? Think he ends up anywhere? I don't. I think he could go on to be signing anywhere. To be honest, I think it's funny how. Colin Kaepernick now being a free agent comes out and says he plans on standing for the national anthem and ending his whole gimmick. Um, Convenient time to do so, knowing that you're going to be looking to get a contract somewhere. Uh, I want no part of that guy. Um, To me, I think he's a piece of dirt. Um, I don't. I don't know where. I don't know where he would fit. Honestly, Um, trying to think of a team. And look, I, I don't want what I just said to come off that I. I respect his, his opinion, his view, his right to protest, if you will. Um, I just think the guy sucks. He's not good. Not a good court, really not. I mean, he couldn't thrive in a system that was basically made for him, in Chip Kelly's system. You know, if that's the case. He was hyped. He was very overhyped uh, that year they, they made it to the playoffs. I guess a spot. Maybe Minnesota. Uh, maybe Minnesota if Bradford, Bradford fails. Bradford flops, and you know I'm hearing hearing that uh, 
maybe what's it called? Oh wow, Bridgewater might not be there, but well, he's he's going to be up the whole season. He, yeah, I that's you know there are rumors going on. Right I understand if they want to have him as like a com- competition, but uh, no, when all well, I'm done. Bradford's probably taking that spot. I, which I think could be a lot better with a better quarterback. But I actually do have breaking news this time. Uh, Ricky Wagner, the top offensive tackle on the market, according to Adam Schefter, is expected to be a, a Detroit Lion, assuming no final negotiations are, uh, you know, I'll, I'll call it the, the Andre Jordan clause happens uh, by Thursday. So the top offensive tackle on the market, didn't expect the Giants to go after him anyway, but it looks like he will be um, a Detroit line, which opens the door for Raleigh Sheaf or Sheer, um, the offensive tackle from Detroit. This is, this is a move that speaks to me because this is a move that in past years, the Jets needing help on the line would be all over. And it's a move that they stayed away from throwing big money in a guy. So I think this signifies to you that my Jets are going to be a little bit sit back and low-key this year, and this isn't the year we're going to go for it. Also, uh, Bryce Butler confirming that he's going to sign a one-year deal to return to the Cowboys next season. I think that's a good move good for move. him. Um, know, you know, he'll, he'll be opposite of uh, Des Bryant with Cole Beasley in the slot. So <clears throat> to bring that team back together is, is kind of equivalent to the – that offense, at least, is kind of equivalent to uh, what the Giants' defense is trying to do. Um, which transitions well to their next move, which – They've been trying to get a deal done with JPP, although they haven't franchise tag, a long-term deal done, get that cap down a little bit more, and with Jonathan Hankins. Um, if they can't re-sign him, guys, maybe a guy like Dontario Poe. But I heard he's supposed to get a lot of money, over $10 million a year. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Um, it would never happen. But a trade. But the Jets are trying to deal Sheldon Richardson. It would never happen, but he wouldn't have to give up much to get him. I think it would be a good move. I just don't know. I don't know what's more least likely, the Giants taking on a guy like that. or I don't think they would. Or, you know, that, the Jets and the That's Giants are trying to help each other out. I don't think so. It's just not that type of play with his whole, you know, missing meetings as well with, you know, Muhammad Wilkerson too. But I just don't think the Giants need a guy like that in the locker room. I think the the Jets are trying to just take out all the, all the bad order that they had in the locker room. You know, Darrell Revis and Brandon Marshall got to an argument in, in uh, preseason or before the preseason. And then you heard reports coming out that Darrell Revis, or Brandon Marshall rather, saw that Darrell Revis' heart wasn't in it. Uh, Joe, you brought him up before the show. Do you think he I, – I think he retires. Do you think he'll end up somewhere? Because he's going to have to play safety. You think he ends up somewhere? You guys think he ends up somewhere? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go to a a team that's in a position to win now. Per se, there were some rumblings about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've come out and said they're not really interested. He's also looking for eight million dollars. I, I don't think at this stage of the game, Darrell Revis is an eight million dollar player. Especially if he's going to transition over to safety, a guy who's going to play the position. Uh, I could see Darrell going to a team that is either ready to win right this second or him going to a team like, let's say, Cleveland, just Isn't the most money. to make some more money. Because we all know Darrell is a guy who loves his money. Well, a guy who's sold out multiple, multiple times to get more money from the Jets over the past few years, past decade, really. Um, but I, Joe, you said it, it's either two things. Now, he takes not a lot of money to go to a team, maybe like Seattle, go to a defense that's already dominant, not going to have to be a star on that team. Or he goes to a team like Cleveland, pays him a lot of money, the $8 million that he's looking for. I just, if, Durrell, if it comes down to it, I think Darrell's all about his money, which he should. I mean, you should be. Yeah, he's, he's always been. Making a living. If you get paid $3, 4000000 million, half of what you're looking for to play for Seattle, I don't know if he does that. I think he might. I mean, he wouldn't you? He was talking about, you know, uh, I'm starting to think about it, maybe not for a few years, but wouldn't you get that mindset of retiring in there? Let's, let's, um, Compared to a job, right? A part-time job. You know, when you get the mindset of, yeah, I'll probably quit around then. You know, your mindset's there. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. I, I, I don't know. I, I think Darrell Revis would retire them, take less money than he thinks he's worth. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. Um, and, and there's a team out there that might go out and give him, you know, 8 to $10 million to say, hey, come here. And they could, you know, put on their papers that they brought in a big name. 
And uh, yeah, and I want to get into some, a little bit of hockey because I uh, gotta we gotta get that. Oh, in we're there. transitioning to hockey. A very nice transition game. But before we do that, because I did want to talk a little bit of hockey, but I need to bring up the poll. The poll is just about over. Thirty-nine minutes left. This is going to be a good discussion. Right out of thirty-seven there. votes, I think there's going to be an argument. Right? <laughs> out, of 30, on the same page. out of thirty-seven votes, and I think we're going to be fighting both of you at this. Uh, the people have voted fifty-four percent. Have said that David Wright should have his number retired when he's uh, when he retires. I absolutely, positively disagree. He no should one. not have his number retired by the New York Mets. Give me sixty seconds. Okay. To get your number, be deserving, right? Unless you're the Yankees, you just retire any number that you possibly could think of. Deserving means you need the stats, you need to be beloved of the fans, and to me, you got to be on the team. Your entire career. That's my opinion. That's the way I look at it, right? Or at least the majority of it. You know, to me, you can't leave. You know, you can come in like Piazza got his number retired. Absolutely, should be should have had it retired a long time ago. You know, he came in here. People made the argument about Daryl Strawberry. He left to where he go play the Yankees. I don't think he could retire that number as great as he was, and he won a World Series. David Wright leads almost every category offensively besides home runs. And whose offensive records did he beat with the Mets? The guy you just mentioned, Daryl Strawberry, Strawberry, who played half of what a real career should have been with the Mets. But that's to my point, though. If you don't play your whole career or majority well, of your career What I'm saying is the Mets, numbers aren't that great. If you compare it to other teams throughout baseball, the numbers aren't that great. The Mets' records aren't anything to write home about. I'm sorry, I'm a diehard Mets fan until the day I die, but they're not great. The point being, though... The numbers are there. People want there. people want his number to be tired. He's a nice guy. He's a clean-cut white kid from Virginia, okay, who's been the face of the franchise, who's been great in the community. Don't get me wrong. David has done all of that, okay? I will never sit here and diminish that. I, a Hall of Fame baseball player, he is not. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a Mets Hall of Famer. Mets Hall of Fame, absolutely. Yeah, because so he's a Jose Reyes, Reyes, and he's not going to get his number retired either. Stop about Jose Reyes. I'm just saying, he's not getting his number retired either. And I'm just saying, like, we talked to our friend Steven the other day about this. The Mets basically have their way of doing this. If you're not making the Baseball Hall of Fame, you're not getting your number retired. If you're going to sit here and try to argue with me that David Wright should have his number retired, why isn't eight retired? Because probably I mean, one of the biggest. Why isn't Why isn't Keith Hernandez's number retired? Stop going. Uh, okay, the Mets have set a standard that is beyond what it really should be, in my opinion, uh, to have your number retired by the organization. David Wright, to me, does not meet that standard. To me, the numbers are there. The guy was named captain for a reason. He's going to spend his entire career here. The numbers aren't good. It's no longer 2006, Errol. Look at the second half of his career with the Mets. What has he done? No, it hasn't been good. He's been hurt. And can I be honest? This is a guy who, you know, I, I hate to say it, but in most big clutch situations, he strikes out. Yeah, he, he, he pops out. Clutch. Captain Clutch. Yeah, strike out, double play. All right, all right. You guys made your point. Six minutes left. I just, I just respectfully disagree. And I, listen, I love the a guy. Great a great Met. Um, he really needs to hang it up and just become a coach with the Mets already. Um, I just don't see him having that, you know, hootspur to have his number retired. I feel bad will. for him for all the injuries that he's, and he keeps coming back. You got to give him credit for that. But it, there comes a time where you got to think of a thing about your career after baseball. Leaving twenty something million dollars on the table. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna do that, but boys. Big win for you guys last night. I was impressed. Oh. I was impressed, really, because Edmonton's a good team going on the road. Ken Talbot's not a better year than I thought he was having. Um, by the way, you're welcome. Boston, Florida, and Tampa Bay. You guys are welcome. Like I said to you before the show, if the Rangers could win the next four, that would be really nice to help my Islanders out. A really nice win for the Isles last night. A great bounce back after a horrid game in Calgary. Well, hold Even five minutes. A hard five minutes, I think, after that, they really played a solid game. Um, did a great job shutting down Connor McDavid, who you could make an argument for is the best player in the league right next to Crosby. He had a solid game last night as well. He was getting some nice shot, shots at Thomas Grimes. Yeah, he 
get in, but the Islanders also shut him down. They did a really good job on him. Um, two more games on road trip for the Isles. We got Vancouver uh, tomorrow night and Saturday in St. Louis. Come home Monday to face Carolina. I feel like I haven't been to a game in forever. 4-2-1 and one on this road trip. Happy with it uh, so far? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think we've let a point or two slip away. Oh, um, without it, a doubt. It could be even better. Even in Chicago. I'd like, you know, ideally you're happy with winning one of the next two games on a road trip like this. I would love to win the next two and come home hot and ready to go for a little bit of a homestand. We've got a home-and-home home versus Carolina next week. you got to take advantage of that. There's a team that struggles against them. But, How? you know, our destiny is in our own hands here. How about a nice congratulations to uh, number 66, Joshua, Joshua Hosang, my, my spit brother on his first NHL goal. It's, yeah, I mean, kudos to him. And I know there's a lot of talk about you know, him wearing the number 66. Non-issue. Not an I don't issue. understand what people are going crazy about that for. No one else has won number, won number 66 besides one, um, one the time, One time it's been worn in the league after Mario Lemieux worn it. Why wasn't it made a big deal? Then, then retire the number. If, if it's that big of an issue for anyone, then retire the number. Well, if you're going to retire that number, then you got to retire four for Bobby Orr, nine for Gordy Howe. You can't just start retiring all these numbers. 99 is, you know, reasonable because, let's be honest, that guy has more assists than anyone ever had points. I mean, that guy's on a whole other level. But you see it in basketball, 23 is not retired. No, that's a good point, too. Uh, okay. The only other sport to have a number retired around the league is... Major League Baseball with 42, and you know the story behind that. Of course. So, I, I don't understand why everyone's making a big deal out of it. Hosang has said it himself. It's not as, if anything, it's the utmost respect for Mario Lemieux. He said it. He he was a big fan of Mario Lemieux, and he wants to uh, wants to respect him in that sense. I feel, bad. I feel bad for what the kid's going to have to endure when this team goes to Pittsburgh and the media there surrounds oh, him. Do they um, go back to Pittsburgh this season? I, I'm not sure. I believe I they believe do. I believe they do. I believe we do once. You guys are going to have to check me on the schedule there. Um, this team does have some good veterans in there, guys like Boychuk and Ladd and Tavares, who, who I think are going to, you know, talk to this kid because that's going to be something how to handle it. March 24th there in Pittsburgh. That's that's going to be a really interesting date media-wise. Uh, I, I see um, something on the schedule there. Stephen, let me ask you a question. Where are you supposed to be back? I'm supposed to be back in two weeks. Which would be what's today's day? So you would be back in time for that Monday show when one of, one of us that Monday you have to be back March twenty seventh. Hopefully, I'll be back by the twenty seventh. That Monday, so you'll be uh, one of us will be in. Joe, I don't know if you know, but we made another bet. He will either be in the Rangers jersey or I will be in an Islanders jersey, depending the on the So we're gonna see you in an Islanders jersey again. Pretty cool. You want to get in on this bet? I don't. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I know we went off the Hosang tangent, but something that I found really remarkable, uh, a stat from last night, the Islanders haven't lost consecutive games in regulation since mid-December. That's telling you something. Yeah, I believe it's 35 games. Um, That's incredible. You know, it, it just shows a real, a real bounce-back capability from this team. I would like to not have to face that stat. I'd like to go out and win a few straight games, especially with how close the standings are. It's disgusting. Well, I think it all started with that game in Boston, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, bus ride that. We're all I have to, to agree. Hit. I told you guys at the end of the season, if we get in, that's when I'll tell the story of the bus ride in Boston. But if we don't get in, we, we won't hear it? No, I mean, well, you might. The season did turn around after that trip. But, again, that's a later story for a later day. Well, the Rangers are on a two-game winning streak. The Islanders are three coming games. in hot right now. Three-game winning streak. Boston. No, they lost to Boston. No, they 4-1. Did. They won 2-1. I don't know what game you were watching, but okay. Okay. Oh, oh thank God. It's, we got about 40 seconds left on the show because you just made a fool of yourself. Okay. I'm spin and odds. What is wrong with you? Go ahead. Go check it. I just told you what happened. You don't want to believe me? Fine. I think we need to change the name. I'm at Montreal. To Oz and Weissman? Oh, they I, lost I, to Montreal. I forget, so two games. I did forget they lost to Montreal. I met Montreal. Three straight road games they won. Anyway. Uh, you know what <laughs> they say. Tough. You know what they say. Thought, thought he had a fart, but he shit in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> All 
uh, wrapping up that wrapping up this show now. And uh, well, I only got to use my uh, my alert, my uh, breaking news alert, only a few times and twice. Seriously. Um, well, guys, we got to wrap up this show on the I ninety five Sports Network. Western Nas, because right now in ten minutes it's Tebow time. Since Tebow's spring training debut, I'm excited. I can't watch it, but we're I, looking for highlights. I have to go watch it just because, you know, everyone wants to see the train wreck. So. He's in the DH spot. So. I, he's in the eighth spot, so I don't oh, even know yeah. if he'll go up against Porcello. But, Joe, thank you for coming on again. This was fun. Always a pleasure being here with you guys. Free agency. Steven, good luck on your surgery. You'll be fine. Stop worrying. I'll be okay. Thank you. And What could go wrong? Uh, I'll be, I, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, I'll be here on Monday, so uh, it'll be uh, Dr. Oz. You work on Mondays, right? I do. What about Wednesday? What I do you say? Work um, I I could possibly do that. No, we'll get back to me. So, but Dr. Oz 2.0 on Monday. Uh, again, good luck to you, Stephen, and we, you. we'll talk to you guys again on Monday, hopefully with more news since free agency doesn't actually start till tomorrow on the Weissman on Weissman Oz on the I-95 Sports Network. Have a good week, everyone. Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today.